Welcome, everyone, to this week's edition of Commercial Real Estate 101. Uh, it's always excited to see uh, all the all the recurring members and all the new members that have been popping in over the last you know few months that we've been doing these live. Um, today, we actually have a very special guest, uh, Judy Fox, who's a social media strategist and particularly in, in LinkedIn. Uh, she's worked with several people in the commercial real estate space in the past, and I, I'm one of them as well. So. Including Raphael. Just Including me. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, and that's why I thought it'd be extremely valuable to have her come on and talk a little bit about, you know, how to establish a presence on LinkedIn. Because again, if you're in the commercial space, LinkedIn is the number one platform you need to be on. So uh, let's, I guess, go ahead and dive right in. As, as far as how we, we usually start this out is we like to learn a little bit more about the person that's our speaker. So if you could kind of give us a high level overview of who you are and what got you into LinkedIn. I did create slide decks in case you need them. Cause I don't know why, but I, it's like a PowerPoint, like, I don't know, it's ingrained in me. It's like some type of chip that somebody put in me early on that I need PowerPoint slides at all presentations. So if we need them, we can bring them up. But basically, hi, I am Judy Fox. I have a chemical engineering degree with a master's degree in business sustainability and environmental management. And I worked for United States Gypsum Corporation for over 10 years. So that's a really random side fact for my I kind of, how do I say this? Um, my experience working on any type of commercial real estate, because I was actually in charge of some of the water resistant outside building boards that would go up. Do you know the green board? Anyways, I know way too much about building and construction materials that go into buildings. So really fascinating side topic there, but I built my own environmental consulting firm using LinkedIn, doing business development and sales for my own firm and for other large consulting firms and ended up closing contracts through LinkedIn with Ingersoll Rand, Tesla, Rolls-Royce, some big brands, uh, Kraft. Um, and yeah, I could go on and on, but I got started on LinkedIn in 2009, right during the crisis or right after the rollout of the issues and ended up taking a furlough or leave of absence in that time. And I got on LinkedIn and honestly, it came down to my goal was to network to two people per day. And that ended up getting me a job within six months because during the crisis, I said, why would I apply to two jobs per day, which is a lot of work if anyone's ever filling in at any applications online. They want your resume and they want all of the same information you have on your resume put into to an online form. So instead, I chose to just fully network to people and have real conversations with them. And then that's how I got started, reverse engineered everything I knew how to do and then packaged it up and delivered it to uh, amazing clients like Raphael. So I've been doing that since 2018 is when I went full time into my own business. So that's awesome. Yeah. Quick and it's, summary. <laughs> oh yeah. And and it's super interesting the, the the transition into what you would do before. Like similar to me, I was in engineering as well. I was a software engineer for several years and then transitioned into commercial real estate. So it's it's kind of cool to have, you know, a similar background in, in what you're doing. And like you said, leveraging LinkedIn to get a, a job is also something that could be very valuable as well. So what I think I'd, I'd really like to you to elaborate a little bit more on, and obviously you work with all different types of business owners, uh, not just strictly commercial real estate, but why do you think LinkedIn in particular is 
is so valuable uh, for those in the commercial real estate space? I think when we get into the space of why are people spending time on LinkedIn, there's several reasons why and what you might be able to network to, but it all comes down to the mindset of the person and also the demographic of who might be even just popping into LinkedIn just to check their notifications, just to check their direct messages, or just to stay lightly connected. It doesn't mean they're spending a ton of time on there. So some people will say, my ideal client is not on there. And I'm like, if they have a, an account, does anyone Google your name? If somebody Googles your name and they find your LinkedIn account on that first page of Google, then that is why you should think it's important for yourself because it's not always about who's exactly on LinkedIn, but you, the fact that you can build your profile to be another landing page, another website, another place of what I call social proof or social capital to highlight your success, your wins, especially in commercial real estate, you have a lot of great numbers you can share, a lot of success, successful projects you can share, testimonials. Um, so yeah, if you even just look at Raphael's, uh, he has a great example of a profile that it doesn't even matter if somebody doesn't find him directly through LinkedIn, they can find him through his YouTube channel. We're looking for all the places online that Raphael makes sense and he is positioned in a way that we are confirming what we believe about him and we're more likely to work with him if our confirmations come true across all social media looks great looks great looks like he says who he is and linkedin does a great job of showing all your experience who you've worked for and you can make that shine in such a way that it immediately can kind of pre-sell or pre-warm up people before you even talk to them 100%. And, and like you said, usually your LinkedIn profile is one of the first things that pops up in the search screen. And, and anytime anyone's going to work with you, regardless of the industry, they do a search. I do that all the time. If I'm looking for an HVAC company, that's the first thing I do. I look up the HVAC company and look at their website and look at whatever online profile that they have. And in the case of B2B sales, which is a lot of times what you're dealing with in, in commercial real estate, that's very valuable to have. So that's awesome. And even the companies I might look up and the companies I've worked for, it always comes down to, I will look for the individual employee that I happen to be exchanging messages with, within that brand and that company. So if I'm working and I was working with a big company, Rolls Royce, I was exchanging messages with a particular person and I wanted to connect with them. I, you can't always connect with the whole company, <laughs> but just connecting with one person can be the reason why the doors open up at another place or another company or get you a referral. Yeah, no, for sure. And, and the concept of the, the, the different connections, because again, your secondary connections, if you have 200 connections and all your connections have two, 200 connections, that's 40,000 people you're connected to within <laughs> a, 200, a, two, a second degree connection range. So understanding that concept is super important for sure. So and I would say, oh, and I know oh, we're no, going to no. keep going back and forth, but I would say that with 2020, there were pros and cons, obviously, with every industry, with every person that is on this freaking planet. But what I would say is that the activity on LinkedIn, on all social media, across all online platforms has gone up exponential. So even people you thought before in 2018, 2019, 
hey, they might not be active on LinkedIn, I would claim that the exponential increase of them just even checking their accounts and turning that into a pattern for themselves has increased, at least to the point that they're checking online their direct messages once a month now, way more than they ever might have been checking before or having their team check. Definitely. Well, that's some great advice. So now that we understand a little bit about your background and why LinkedIn's important as a, as a platform, can you kind of talk to us a little bit about you know, what are the, the, the components of an effective profile? Because again, I search your name, I click on your profile. What are the, the check boxes you have to check to make sure that you're being as effective as possible? Does everyone want a visual? Cause I think a visual would be really sure. good. Should I share if, my if slides? Like, yeah, let, let me go ahead and make sure that you can. <laughs> I'm getting a yes from Hannah. So yeah. I'm a visual person, so. That's fine. Let me go and ahead. And it's hard to talk about the LinkedIn profile without Sure. visually seeing it. And yes, Greg is also a fan and I can just already tell Jacob is a fan. Kevin, I'm just pointing out anyone with Carly. I'm just saying. Oh, sweet Jesus. Now. I like that. Oh, <laughs> oh, sweet Jesus. Yes. Awesome. All right. Ooh, it's, it's look, see, I used your uh, picture there. Wow. I even have golden nuggets for my hands. I thought that was cute. Um, we're going to talk about building your LinkedIn profile to sell your, your commercial real estate. I'm going to talk about, we can, we can talk about LinkedIn features. I was just preempting, deciding what questions you might ask me. Mm -hmm. um, I do want to say, I love, let I'm just randomly going into slides. Before we talk about your profile, we kind of have to change your mindset around LinkedIn and everyone says it's professional, but to me, professional is pretty boring. It's a word that I don't like if I leave my house today and I walk out to a meeting, I don't quite know how to wrap my head around what is professional because a lot of people have a crap ton of opinions. And I feel like professional just like creates a wall of, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to do. I don't, I want to be polished. I want to be, be professional, but then that starts to feel like that's not yourself. So I think it's easier to change your mindset and say LinkedIn is leadership or Yes, I can show up as a leader. I can look at a boss or any type of, it could be a peer, could be just somebody that you um, look up to in your industry. You see them as a leader. Well, then what model after success? If you see Raphael as a leader, you might want to model after his success and say, I like how his LinkedIn profile looks. I like how I've worked with Barry Wolf, if you know who that is, or Beth Azor. I like how their profiles look or Chris Ressa I've worked with. Now I'm just name dropping. I'm just being obnoxious. Um, but I also think, and why is it not advancing? Ooh, I believe leaders get clients. So it's a lot easier for you to wrap your head around going from leadership to getting clients because I just feel like the word professional, we just struggle with that. I don't know what your thoughts on the word professional or anyone here throw in the comments if you like the thinking about LinkedIn is leadership, but I'm a big fan. Okay. I love that Katrina just made this the other day for me. I kind of blew it up and I want to give her a big shout out because she just drew this and I thought it was really cool. I, I just think things like this are really pretty. So she, I talk about the hot spots on LinkedIn. So I'm going to talk about the banner and yes, Raphael is going to be in the hot seat of the hot spots. <laughs> His profile picture, having a really good headline and your about section and your, so what is it? Banner, profile picture, 
your headline, your about section, and your featured section. The five places on LinkedIn that if you optimize those, your profile will sell you. So I'm going to go over those, but I'm not, I can't go into all of them. I'm going to focus in on kind of the biggest bang for your buck, which is probably linking. And I'm going to show you uh, after I say this <laughs> is to the featured section, the last one, because LinkedIn has really ramped up the ability to click links from your profile. So here, this is great. Raphael, you're in the hot seat. Woo woo. Um, so obviously having your banner, that's your profile picture. That's his headline. Obviously he has an amazing about section, but what I would say is really linking the visual, like it's a landing page. His profile to me runs like a website. He has the ability for you to grab his book and then it's right here. So visually all at the top, it's visual positioning of what is he offering? This to me is a warm opt-in type of feature and you can position yourself right here. The reason we positioned this one, or maybe Raphael, you can talk about how it's working for you, but also it's not only a leadership voice of collecting what like a resource list, the top three meetups for business and real estate, which position you, Raphael, but also we can see 13 likes, 11 comments. And when we see people engaging, even just seeing today that there's 73 people here, that's social proof. All of you are all getting a lot of the same information. And when we see numbers, our brains are like, click, 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 click. Raphael must know something or have a great meetup. So I want to be there for the next one. And it kind of keeps building onto the next one and the next one and the next one. And then his last link right over there is his website. So that's maybe more of a hot lead or a way to keep capturing people that come to his profile. So you want to have different ways to capture people into capture. That sounds so aggressive. Like I am definitely being a Fox right now. So <laughs> pouncing on clients, <laughs> but I don't know. What are your thoughts, Raphael? No, you're right. And, and again, I've seen different uh, banners. So some banners have, you know, they are, there are certain tags. So, you know, I know Barry does like the, the NetLease Pro. Oh, so I've got does. his, oh, I got he Chelsea Pites because she yeah. also has a book. And I think before and afters are really helpful. Do I think her before, which just ignore how fuzzy my screenshot is, but her before is really good. It's her on stage speaking. She's an amazing public speaker. And her after though, it comes down to what are you trying to position? What are you trying to say? What are you trying to sell? So we will do what you tell us to do when we come to your profile. If Raphael wants to highlight his you know, book and the fact that you can download it and what he offers and the value he gives, but you may shift over time and decide, I wanna go all in on the top banner, highlighting the fact that I have a YouTube video or I have a YouTube channel, or I wanna feature that you are publicly on stage once the world maybe has more in-person events. Maybe there's something you wanna change there. So whatever you show us tells us so you just want to make sure that you're showing us who you are and what you offer. And uh, so Chelsea right now has her book, What to Post. 
And she's very clear, and yes, this is my coaching, but she's so clear of what she is offering. Like there's no confusion. It's the picture, her book at the top, and it goes down to the bottom. And the reason why I, I changed what she was doing on LinkedIn was because over here, if you look at the before, if you look at all those media files, that was obviously how LinkedIn highlighted them before. But still, even if today you had 54 plus media files, you were literally spreading your audience so thin. We have no idea what you want us to do. And, a, and an audience that has no idea what to do, we don't do anything. So if you wanna convert traffic to your CRE, inbound you, you know, opportunities, however you best start the relationships, you gotta be clear, so. Yeah. yeah, and I'll add something quick just because I feel like it's it helps look to look at it from like a website perspective too. Oh, there's Barry. There's, there's the concept of top of fold. So imagine like the old newspaper, right? You're gonna, 95% you're, of people are gonna look at the first part of the newspaper. And then after that, you know, it's hit or miss. Same with like Google. If people look at the search results in Google, they're only gonna click on the first three ones. After that, it drops up precipitously. So if you wanna have someone take action, quickly, you got to make sure that they see it immediately. And then mm -hmm. they get a clear understanding of who you are, what you do and what you want them to do. So yeah, so Barry's is literally just taking the picture we if I could just say a general statement, most real estate agents will upload a picture of their city. Like nine out of 10 real estate agents or any CRE agents are uploading and there's nothing wrong with it. Like Barry's looks great. I mean, I kind of get a sense of like, he could be anywhere in the world, but I guess he works with um, some major brands like CVS or what is that one? Carl's Jr. Carl's, Carl's Jr. Okay, sorry, I don't eat, I've never, I don't think I've ever eaten at a Carl's Jr. I'm gonna get roasted in the comments, but I don't think I've ever seen one. Maybe I've passed by one on the highway, but um, if you go to his new profile banner, which it's kind of a simple update, it's not as complex as some people might say, oh, I gotta do this. This, this literally took us max 10, 20 minutes just to put two banners, one at the top, one at the bottom, it's not perfect, but does it say more? And it actually, it becomes a little bit more of a business card of feeling. I don't, I know that he now does wolfretailgroup.com. Could he even do even more with his profile banner? Yes. But is this the biggest bang for the buck in the shortest amount of time? Yes. <laughs> so I just want to encourage you that if you can just make one update, it doesn't need to be as complex or as intense as people make it out to be, if that makes sense. 100%. So the next thing is um, his featured section. If people can do two, three, or four, I always recommend two to four. Um, before, yes, LinkedIn did make these little boxes. They have updated the new featured section, which I love their new featured section. Featuring a post, just like Raphael, if you saw his profile, same concept. This funnels, if you think about a funnel, if you think about looking down Barry's page, it goes into a choice. His audience can now choose I want to stay on LinkedIn and engage on a pretty hot post that has over 1000 views, 362 comments, something with comments and engagement is a great thing to highlight, but you don't want only to highlight comment on all three of my posts. Cause then it's obnoxious. We don't know what to comment on. 
So try to do one. Having testimonials is a great way to do what I call. So this is like a cold lead. Somebody who might want to check out what you're posting about. They're kind of a cold lead. They've never heard of Barry before. A warm lead is testimonials. Okay, I'm kind of interested in what Barry has to offer. What do other people say? And available properties, hot leads. People who are like, hey, I know Barry. I know I want to know what he's currently offering. What are his current available properties? This is a beautiful example of cold, warm, hot. So definitely. No, for sure. And and again, I could I think, spend all day on this. <laughs> no, and you're and I, I really think it's valuable to see it visually because again, it's one of those things where you can go so many different ways with this. If you want to establish yourself as an expert, maybe Barry decides to put like maybe as a YouTube channel, maybe that's a a, a Poor, 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 a thing he could do where he says, oh, this will take you directly to my YouTube channel so you can learn a little bit more about whatever I'm doing um, or whatever. So it, again, I think it's, I think it's super value what, what you're sharing, Judy. So Beth Azor, <laughs> um, she just mailed me a fir Fiar Fiari, Fiar how do I say a car? What is that? Ferrari. F Yes, thank you. Why can I not say that? But it's a Lego one. So thank you, uh, Beth, for mailing that to me. Um, I just got the keys. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, so yes, this is a great example of, I mean, is her profile kind of busy? Yeah, but if that's her vibe, it doesn't matter. Like, it's more about the fact that she wants to truly highlight all of her upcoming events. She has had this, she uses her profile banner as an ongoing event announcement generator it's so smart. Like just own the direction you want to take is basically what I'm saying. There's no limit to your imagination, but the fact that it is a billboard internet highway to highlight yourself. So, and then down here, she does highlight her YouTube channel. And if you notice, it's okay that she's got the same picture in both places we're not judging that what we're actually looking for in our brains when we scan is that it's consistent people talk about consistent content all the time honestly it comes down to are you just overall consistent if you look who you say you are if we can find you if we feel like we're in the right spot we can take action faster because same picture same picture for her youtube channel same picture for for her linkedin I know I'm in the right spot. I'm not even questioning that I landed on Beth. So. Yeah. And one of the, one of the comments said that they love uh, Beth's red. It mm -hmm. signifies power. And I think that's part of it, right? That's part of her brand is she's always wearing, you know, that type of uh, clothing, red suit. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. So my advice um, to her was this kind of change between the top banner. So opportunities to meet with Beth, I was like, yeah, but you're losing out on the fact that we don't even know what you talk about when you talk at these opportunities. So commercial real estate now is bold and available because our brains are not just looking to see opportunities to meet with Beth, but who is Beth? I, if I don't know her, if I am still getting to know her, she needs to keep reminding me in just a short, quick phrase, commercial real estate, bethhazor.com canvassing queen and then it's her upcoming events because it's not about opportunities to meet with her but about me knowing the value of why i would go to one of her upcoming events so that's the flip that we did because if you notice she had her visit beth azor at the bottom for more information 
and we just flip that to the top. And I, if Raphael could hear me say it like one more time, but LinkedIn does not like the phrase more information. We're already proactively looking for more information. The platform is extremely smart and we like to be treated like we're freaking smart. <laughs> so don't tell us there's more information because we already are looking for your more information. Just give it to us without telling us there's more to get, if that makes sense. So I was aggressive. <laughs> I just really like that she flipped it all. And I, I think she loves her profile. So actually, I don't think I know she loves it. <laughs> Yeah. And so, and, oh, I was going to go okay. to LinkedIn stories, but I was just going to talk about new features now, but you tell yeah. me what questions you have or. Well, I'd love, I'd love to dive into that. And I had a few things that I wanted, cause that, that's something I'm going to touch on as far as the, the, the newer side of, of the different, different, uh, you know, features that have come out with LinkedIn, because again, I think they could be very pertinent to commercial real estate. Uh, but to start, I, I wanted to make sure we touched on a few things. One thing was related to posting and commenting on LinkedIn, because as we've kind of stressed on, on, during our, you know, conversations, building that engagement so that you can start getting more traction on your profile. Because again, I mean, your LinkedIn profile is a website. So how do you build that engagement with others? Uh, it comes through posting and, and commenting. So can you kind of explain, you know, what, what are the components of an effective post? And then we'll, we'll dive into more of the commenting side of things as well. Yeah. So wait, you want to go into the posting now? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, if we could, okay. if we could kind of touch on that. Do you have, do you have, I'm assuming you have something on that as well, or? I do. I always have things on that. Um, I have a slide from, I'd have to open up a different presentation. So um, uh, my computer has to uh, adjust with me. But the biggest thing that I would say about posting on LinkedIn is the tone is very, when I think about tone and the reason why I explain this is because a lot of people come over from Instagram or Facebook or YouTube or some other channel where they have at least dipped their toe in writing a post. Most people have written a post for another channel before they actually come to LinkedIn. So what I notice is the tone shifts. And a lot of times I have to teach people that or coach or explain that the platform on LinkedIn appreciates a together with us, a we tone, a collective voice versus a I, me, my. Um, we do want to know what your thoughts are on LinkedIn, but it's how you frame them because you kind of have to assume people on LinkedIn, and this is, I think, why we want a collective tone. It's the feeling that I'm in a office building and I get on the elevator with somebody I wish I could cross paths with, and I have one chance to ask them a question. And how they answer is like, yeah, you know, great question. Here's, you know, what we think in our company. It has a bit of a we tone to it versus constantly like, I, me, my, my opinion. So I don't know if that helps anybody just from a high level of how you approach writing a post and how you use your words. Cause too much I focus, I would say 20% I focus, 80% other and collective voice focus. Does that make sense? Definitely. Yeah. And, and, and the different types of posts too are pretty helpful as well. I know 
for those of you guys who don't know, there's this gentleman named Yona Weiss who puts on a commercial real estate competition for posting. Uh, and that's just to help hit the group build engagement with other people. Because essentially what happens is when you start tagging people in posts and engaging with people in other posts, you start showing up on other people's feeds. And when, mm-hmm. when obviously when you start showing up on other people's feeds, increased impressions and the higher likelihood of someone engaging with your content. So periodically throughout the year, he puts on these competitions and then people are kind of com- not compelled, but that's part of the competition is to get out there and start commenting on people's posts, build those relationships. You start messaging each other and, and building those relationships more organically. But again, there, there are some posts that do better than others. And that's kind of what you learn through the process of going through this is that, you know, visual posts tend to do pretty well, uh, short video clips engage. So that sort of thing. And I, I know you touch on that a ton, Judy. Um, Yeah, there's over 12 ways to put content on LinkedIn. There's well over 12 ways. Um, I can list some of them really quick, but I think the easiest thing is to show you three different types of posts. Like Mm -hmm. you were just saying, I'll make this really big. So I think one example is it's more like kind of people have a what to post. What do I post on LinkedIn? showing the stories that sell before and afters, showing a site in progress. I think some of these are, it doesn't matter if it's commercial or residential, you show a building in progress. For some reason, these like high rise buildings going from like zero to the top, like it's the reason why we love those time-lapse or before and after pictures. It's because of the, it tells a story whether you want to tell a story or not showing the before and after it tells a story or a during. So this one was, um, sharing a bit of a story about mature trees and building a magnificent home. Again, it could be commercial, could be an example of what I love about, uh, building on a corner. What I love about building in a big city or doing some type of brownfield or something like that. It could be so many stories that you could tell. And it, like I said, it's okay to have what I call the 20% I, but notice the rest of the story. It's not saying I this and I that. It only has one I focused moment, if that makes sense. Same thing with Chris. If you read the rest of this post, he's thank you for recognizing me as one of the top 100 influencers in retail. We love celebrating with you, but you don't really need to say, I am so this and that. It's very other focused. If that's obviously I've worked with Chris, I've trained him and have talked with him about how to reframe things. So you can still celebrate your success. You should still be excited. You got featured as a top 100 influencer in retail, but flip the energy. It's about who and why we want to celebrate with you. And we want to celebrate with you when you thank us, when we feel included in your post. Same thing. We want your expertise and your expert opinion, a huge reason why people get on LinkedIn and why they wanna follow you and why they wanna keep coming back is because you keep sharing your expert opinion. So it says, if you are a real estate geek like me, again, you'll enjoy this three minute video. And if you read, if you click that, see more, the rest of the post is all about his takeaways and why this video got 50,000 views is because it has a story, it has a visual element, and he shares 
his expert opinion without saying, I think this, I think that it's just factual. Here's, he basically wrote like, here's some of my insights from watching this video, bam, 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 and starts to share that. So does that unlock? I mean, there's, I could go into, we could have a whole masterclass on like what to post, but I think this gives you some, uh, something to chew on and something to post about. If anyone has any success in the last year or two, you can surface that. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you said, the metrics help a lot. I saw this graphic the other day that on LinkedIn, where it showed, you know, the price of lumber and how it compares to building costs for, you know, houses. And so, to a year and a half ago, you could build 10 houses with the amount of lumber now that you can build two houses with. So mm -hmm. that's like a visual representation of what's going on in the market. And was it, it got a ton of engagement because people were like, oh, wow, you know, you, they could actually see what was it was a, it was a visual representation. And this gentleman also, you know, talked about how that affects other industries and whatever else. So that was a example of a pretty solid post as well. So yeah, you may see something online that's getting a ton of traffic, like Raphael said, we still want to see you, Raphael, post about it because we want your expert opinion on it. So yes, Barry could have posted this and it could have gone nowhere. The reason why it went somewhere is because we really do want the additional information that comes with your experience. So just if there's the biggest takeaway I can give you, the difference between people saying to me, hey, this worked for this person. I posted the same thing, but it didn't work for me. And I, most of the biggest difference I see is people just post it and they don't actually share anything additional. They just try to say, hey, I liked this. This was smart. This was good. This was good information. That might work, but what we will rally around on LinkedIn is that unique perspective that only you have. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that's some great advice. So Awesome. So what I what would be great now to talk about is, is let's talk about some of those features that you were mentioning earlier, uh, in particular, when you're talking about live streaming, you know, uh, building a community on, on LinkedIn, because that's also super powerful as well. So I was wondering if you could touch it on that as well. Um, so number one, live streaming, just like you're all listening to us live right now. I, this is the best way for us to meet each other. And the reason why live is one of the best ways of communicating is because you're really getting to know someone for real. Like there's no kind, there's no editing. There's no, oh, I said that wrong and I messed up and now let's edit that out. It is, you're gonna get what you get. And this is what it would be like to literally work with Raphael, with myself, or with any of you. If you go live anywhere on social media, anywhere, it's real. There's no mistaking that. I cannot be somebody else for an hour, at least I don't know who that person is. There must be a really good actor or actress if they can be somebody else for an hour. Okay, so with that said, the reason why live converts to business so well is because of that fact. We want the freaking real and we want somebody who knows what they're talking about. We don't want to hire the snake oil salesman, whatever you want to call it. We want to hire real. We want real results. We want real things in our lives and with social media and how much can be kind of, I don't want to get into the world of fake, but faked. Live can't be faked. So LinkedIn Live, and the reason why it's powerful is again, it lives on past the live stream, but we still knew mentally it was live. 
So all those views that happen during and that happen after are so powerful. And then the other reason why is again, if you've been building up an audience, sharing posts, just like Raphael's been sharing his insights, his posts. I remember working on content with him and I was like, I don't know what you're saying, but it's really freaking smart. <laughs> remember the calculation we were going over and there's so many things that his expertise is extremely high, but making it so that way we can either say, whoa, I just need to save that for later. That's a powerful indicator that what you're sharing is really on target. Or I want to engage in the comments and say, I'm going to watch this later. There's always something that you want people to do. Um, but the biggest cool update for LinkedIn, and this is where I get excited about live streaming, LinkedIn Live now plays in your profile banner. Did, and I don't know if that's new knowledge for everybody, but when you go live on LinkedIn, on your profile banner, I was able to see it on my phone while I was live streaming on LinkedIn. It shows up in your profile. Like it takes over your banner and your whole top area, just like Raphael was saying, like the above the fold, your LinkedIn live becomes a TV on your profile. And the reason why that's powerful, all you have to do is saying, I'm going live on my profile. So you don't have to give people unique link anymore. You can just send people to your profile and it makes it so much easier to find your live stream. And if you need to see an example of that, I did a LinkedIn live showing myself doing LinkedIn live from my profile. Like it was very, like, I, I said it was like inception. So. Yeah. I remember seeing that. And, and like you said, I mean, LinkedIn live is kind of interesting because it's not like other going live on Facebook or whatever else you have to get approved to go live. But once you get that access and I think you have to request it and you know, but, but there's, there's, there's platforms out there like uh, StreamYard and various other places where you can, you know, broadcast from, and then you can stream to a LinkedIn, you can stream to YouTube, you can stream to some other social platforms as well. So, so I yeah, do LinkedIn. have a really quick tip and I don't tell anybody I'm giving this away to all 73 people here, but <laughs> I would say that the best access and I have gotten it myself is going to Twitter to LinkedIn help. So Twitter, LinkedIn help and tell them that you've applied for LinkedIn Live three or four times and literally say right then and there, I have gone live, I have a StreamYard account. Like tell them you have the third party tool and you have done live streaming and they will most likely push your application through. There's no guarantee, but you literally will get a response. Whereas the argument on people have said, hey, I can't get a hold of LinkedIn. They are so active on LinkedIn help on Twitter. I get, I literally get a response within 12 hours. So yeah, but don't so. tell them. Cause then I'll, they'll be like, why do we have 73 messages? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause I know but. that's one, that's, that's a common thing where people are like, oh, I have a hard time getting access to LinkedIn live, but really you go through the application process and then follow what Judy says. Yeah. Yeah. Sure do the application, access. make sure that if they search your name, or they can find your application. So definitely go through all the things they say and then go over there to LinkedIn, Twitter. I just, it is frustrating to have a platform where you can't get a hold of people. And I have just found, I was like, whoa, they're responsive on LinkedIn help on Twitter. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I kind of wish they were actually responsive on LinkedIn, but whatever, we'll use Twitter. So. Hey, whatever works is the, is yeah. the big thing. So exactly. Okay. 
So I'll, I'll ask one more question and then I was going to open up to Q and a, cause I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of questions that they want to, they want to get to. So let's say that, you know, you, you, Judy are, you know, you have a LinkedIn profile, uh, but you know, you, you're, 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 you're just at the starting point. What are the top three things you would do to expand your reach on LinkedIn? So, you know, maybe you've been using it for a little while, but you haven't been gaining as much traction as you'd like. Yeah. The biggest thing I tell people is when they're, when they're making posts and if they're not getting any like zero likes and comments and maybe 10 to less than a hundred views on their post, I tell people, you got to go out and comment. Um, LinkedIn will not know who to show your post to unless you're going out and commenting. And I think I don't know how your views are doing, Raphael, but I think you're you're getting a lot more comments that I've been able to see a lot more likes, a lot more engagement. So like I said, LinkedIn doesn't know. They, they judge who to show your post to based on who you're exchanging messages with, who you're in conversation. They assume the people talking with you want to continue talking with you. So if you are not commenting on anyone's posts and you're just post, 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 LinkedIn sees that a bit as spammy to the platform. You're not posting with relevance in a way that's getting people to comment. Just the, the platform freaking loves conversation like nobody's business. So, and I did hear that directly from LinkedIn employees that are pretty high up in the, in the company, Daniel Roth. If you, if you just follow LinkedIn employees like me, I like follow them. Like I want to get their autograph. And if I ran into them in person, I'd probably be like, Oh my gosh, hi, I love you. I, Oh, I did tell LinkedIn. I love them the other day. Um, and yes, they did mail me some LinkedIn swag because I literally said on clubhouse on a stage, I love you. So um, the point is that they literally told me on Clubhouse verbally, yes, that's it. We love conversation. We are glad to send people to a YouTube link, a news source, a Forbes article, an ink.com. If you want to link to your website and have a blog post, we will move people off of the LinkedIn platform as long as you're having good conversation on the LinkedIn platform we trust that people will come back because you're maintaining a great conversation. But if you're getting zero likes and comments, they don't really show it. So exactly. No, and 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 another thing that I'll I'll add to that, just because this is a common thing that I've heard, and it's a, something that I struggle with as well. It's where you're like, where am I going to find the time to comment on all these people's profiles? And what it what you need to do is just be very strategic about who you comment on. So you have to look at people in your industry that you want to, you know, leaders in, you know, let's say you're targeting retail. Let's say you're a retail, um, in commercial real estate and retail. Target people in your market or in other sub markets that are leaders in that industry and start engaging with them and and keep a list. And then any every time they post, let's say once a day, you dedicate 30 minutes and you make five comments. And over time, if you do that for 30 days, that's 150 comments on these different profiles and that helps generate engagement. So what I've been doing recently is just in the morning, I set aside a few minutes um, and try to comment on five different people's profiles. I've commented on Judy's, I've commented on, you know, Barry's, I've commented on and Beth's, you know, just because again, that's about building engagement. All the people that see your comment, they may click in your profile and then that all automatically starts the, the process of them potentially engaging with you. So 
um, yeah, it's setting aside time and being consistent about the commenting is, is important for sure. Yeah, I was going to say I've asked, um, you know, I create the favorites list or I tell you like have a link list that sends you to their most recent post. But if you don't know who to engage with, if you watch the LinkedIn news on your LinkedIn profile on the right hand side is the LinkedIn news. If you're just like lost, you have no idea where to start start there and just pay attention. If there's any news article that comes out within the next, um, I don't know, two or three weeks, and you find something that you're like, wow, I wish that I had been featured as an expert in that news article from LinkedIn. To me, the LinkedIn news is, how do I explain this? It's like walking into Barnes and Noble, no official, uh, endorsement of Barnes yeah. and Noble, but <laughs> uh, it's like walking into Barnes and Noble and the editors of that store or the people, the employees, they pick their favorite books and they have a bookshelf right when you walk in and you have your New York times, or you have your, this, you have like this bookshelf that you walk in and you see right away. That's the LinkedIn news editors putting up a post they found on LinkedIn could be anyone in the public um, Kelly, I'm just gonna put you in the hot seat. You made a post on LinkedIn. You got their attention. The employees at LinkedIn that run the LinkedIn news, they can feature your post in the LinkedIn news because you are an expert in your field. That's how Barry has gotten featured. Chris has gotten featured. I'm pretty sure Beth has gotten featured now. Raphael, we got to get you featured. <laughs> but they are looking for the experts in their field. And I know you all are experts in your field. If you have an opinion and you know what you're talking about in your opinion, in your space, you're an expert because these LinkedIn news editors are not. They don't, all they do is curate a list of posts on a topic. So if there's something hot in the news, a new article came out from Fortune Magazine and you have an opinion about it, jump on it. Because you once you get featured in the LinkedIn news, LinkedIn keeps showing your posts and your content. So I would just say it's an easy way to get really highly visible on LinkedIn super fast without spending a ton of time. But you do have to pay attention to the LinkedIn news. Definitely. Great advice. All right. So what I'm gonna go ahead and do is I'm going to start looking at the comment section. So if you guys have any questions in particular, feel free to type away in there. I'm going to be searching for those. So uh, I have to put my time. LinkedIn swag on now. There you go. What about your fox ears too? You can put both. I know. On. Cause I do LinkedIn like a fox. There you go. Awesome. All right. Now so people really thought that LinkedIn made custom fox ears on top of a hat. Cause I, when I would do, go in person to conferences, I would wear this at conferences and I will just tell you, it allows you to like really be well positioned. And honestly, people thought I was speaking at conferences that I wasn't even speaking at because they were like, oh, you talk about LinkedIn. When's your session? And I'm like, I'm not speaking at this conference. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's part of your brand, you know, I mean, yes. that's, that's that's another thing that's super valuable is, you know, for example, with Beth, you know, the red suit, when you see her walking around, it's like, that's Beth, you know, exactly yep. what you're talking about. So establishing that brand is definitely crucial for sure. This with high heels, I stand out in a crowd. <laughs> awesome. all right so chris had a question is this talk focused on ui redesign or key features within linkedin well hopefully at this point you know it's, it's it is actually more so on the 
the, the, the mechanics of how do you build a good LinkedIn profile and then make sure that uh, you're able to build engagement. Because again, in, in a B2B environment, and we're, we're primarily looking to build that engagement and, and hopefully- LinkedIn's given that. you a ton of tools. Mm-hmm. And hello, again, if they Google your name, if anyone Googles your name or your company and you show up on that first page of Google, they're going to click on your LinkedIn profile. So definitely. So what if, okay. So Victoria asks, what if we're wanting to update our company page? How do these ideas translate over to a company page versus an individual page? Great question. Yes. I definitely see the company pages as a similar extension. You get a banner image at the top. Again, it depends on if you're running this company page, uh, how many decision makers and red tape do you have to go through? Are you going to have like 30 people at a table saying, this is my opinion about the LinkedIn profile. You know, obviously I have no idea what your uh, autonomy is for running your company page, but it is the same exact thing. People are scanning the LinkedIn company page for the, and does it convert traffic to your website? Yes. Wherever you want people to go, LinkedIn highlights at the very top of a company page, your link for where you want people to go. There's only two links at the top, follow this company page or visit our website or whatever action verb you want to give people. So company pages are way more powerful than people give them credit. The final exciting update for company pages is they're adding a section and it's so cool to see it. And I've only seen it on a few company pages so far, but they're rolling it out. The ability to people to leave either a video review or a written review of your company as if it's a recommendation or as if it's a review site, just like you would get a Facebook review for your uh, company over on other profiles, they can literally leave a video testimonial for your company and have it be featured in that section. And it's, yeah, company pages are starting to blow me away with how much they are making it easier and easier for people to sell from their company pages. That's awesome. Great advice. All right. So Greg asks, if you do multiple things, should you just choose one of them for LinkedIn so that the message is consistent on one platform then maybe choose YouTube for something else. So you develop real estate and you look for commercial tenants, use LinkedIn, you are a real estate coach and you use YouTube. So that's the, I guess the two things he does is one is real, uh, develop real estate and find commercial tenants. And the other one is uh, really real estate coaching. So I'm going to give you two things. Number one is we are here for your whole career. I think LinkedIn should make that their tagline. Hi, LinkedIn. We're here for your whole career. How can we help you? Um, But I definitely see that the brain of the human coming onto LinkedIn, we are not saying, what's Judy's niche? What's uh, Andrew's niche? What's Greg's niche? We actually come onto LinkedIn going, oh, what's their whole experience? Oh, they used to work here. Oh, they used to do this. Oh, their title was this. So the idea that we're actually able to wrap our heads around more of the topics you could possibly cover is very fascinating to us. We actually want to know about your career journey. People are dying to know how the hell did I get from chemical engineering to being a LinkedIn business accelerator? What what in the difference between that? And I do want to say I'm 45 years old. So I've got enough years of doing a lot of different things that at some point, 
you will never be the one title you are right now. You will always be something else in your life, in your business, in your career. And we're here for it. And we allow you to pivot on LinkedIn compared to maybe Instagram. You might think of yourself as more of a niche potentially or YouTube. LinkedIn has a little bit of a wider brain of thinking about you and accepting you for your whole career. What, oh, wow, she used to do that. I had no idea. Um, so when it comes to your voice, this is the second thing I want you to take away. And I love my Angela's quote, we'll forget what you said, we'll forget what you did, but we'll remember how you made us feel. If you make us feel more consistently that you share those three stories, storytelling, you have some type of post that has an element of showing us your work, showing us your clients, the showing us the story, the pictures of your properties, which is fine as long as you kind of give us a little bit of a spin on the story, not just, hey, available now, but give us a little bit of why was this an exciting property for you to put into your portfolio. We want to know a little bit of why you think this is interesting to more than just one potential buyer. Because I could be somebody that eventually sees myself investing in real estate in five years and you posting, I might be like, that's it. I'm going to work with them. But, oh, I love how they talk about their properties and their stories. And there's, you could even say this was the property I almost didn't get. And then give us a little bit of a story about what happened in the negotiating or the getting the contract. So that's that. Celebrate your wins and success. We want to celebrate with you. And then what was the other? Oh, the expert insights. If you notice all those three types of posts I told you earlier, they make us feel something. We either feel your story. We feel your excitement to celebrate with you. And we are like, uh, I feel smarter because you made me a little bit of an expert with sharing your opinion. So it, we don't, we won't pay attention to exactly what you talk about. We'll pay attention to how you're making us feel. So I don't know if that helps anyone. <laughs> People are yeah. like, no, just tell me what to post. <laughs> <laughs> tell me it. Tell me word for word. And Greg, I think, I think if you check out uh, uh, Beth Azor, she does a lot of similarities to what you're looking to, to do. I mean, she does, she buys shopping centers and I believe she also develops them as well. And, you know, she does also have a leasing division in her company. And then also she is a real estate coach. She, she works with uh, people, leasing agents to teach them how to become more effective leasing agents. So if you, if it, as a model to look out, I would look at Beth. I think that would be a good fit for what you're, what you're trying to target. So, um, all right, we have conflict of interest. Oh no. There, I have a from an ad perspective. Oh, um, sure. Oh, that was a question. I didn't know that was a question. That was okay. Yeah. yeah. So is there someone in Sierra who does these well? So I don't, my favorite ad person is AJ Wilcox. It's AJ and then W-I-L Will C-O-X Wilcox. So he's my go-to ad professional. He probably can tell you off top of his head who is a somebody in commercial real estate doing ads well. I don't really know of anyone doing ads. And the reason why is because either I'm, I'm spending all my time on organic because the reach of organic can be, like I said, if you're getting 50,000 views and you're not having to pay for that and it's organic, position that content to sell you. So why would you have to pay for that if you can position and learn how to write your posts to sell you? Definitely. So. Good advice. 
All right. So Rick had a question. Says, I'm new to CRE, retired vet. Thank you for your service. Uh, IT project management, a contracts program management. Uh, why is CRE information so segmented and scattered? That's a great question. Um, I think that's you to answer. I'm not sure. Yeah, no, I think, and again, I'm, I'm relatively new to the business. I actually came from an IT background as well. So when I came into the business, I found it very difficult to find a lot of information on commercial real estate. And I think there's a lot of reasons why. I think the business itself is somewhat in the past a lot, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, it is so much relationship based. I mean, here, just as an example, here in the Louisville area, there's probably about two to 300 agents in a town of one point plus 1.2 million people. So it is a tight knit community. And, and again, it's, it's not necessarily secretive, but, but again, it's it, since there's such a tight knit community and a lot of the people that are agents tend to be not the most technologically advanced. I mean, I feel like there just isn't as much information out there on mediums like YouTube or on mediums like, you know, LinkedIn, et cetera. So I think that, you know, it's becoming more readily available. I know of quite a few people doing some cool stuff on the platform. I think Chad Griffiths on this, this call, he, he was on one of our commercial real estate 101 uh, meetups as well. And he does a lot of YouTube content on industrial real estate. There's examples like Tyler Cobble in, uh, in Tennessee. He's doing a lot of really cool commercial real estate content on YouTube which you guys should definitely check out. And then there's several really good books on the subject as well that I've, that I've seen, like Confessions of a Real Estate Entrepreneur is one of my favorite books on commercial real estate where he talks about you know, all these cool projects that he did over the course of his career. And he doesn't focus on just one property type. He's done retail deals. He's done industrial deals. He's done hotels. I mean, you name it, he's done it. And he gets really deep into the, the granular things about what you need to look at when it comes to you know, a deal. Uh, so I found that super helpful. Hope that was helpful to you. And feel free to reach out if you ever have any questions. All right, Tyler, how effective are hashtags on post in comparison to a platform like Instagram? I love hashtags on LinkedIn. Um, I would say number one, LinkedIn's actually told me and they have not just told me, but they've told the entire platform that hashtags are important. I, I I could go into all the reasons why I know hashtags are important, but when you have one of the senior vice presidents make a post every single week, highlighting the top hashtags on LinkedIn and his team is obviously writing a post that is highlighting the top hashtags that they want you to engage in and follow. What they want to focus on is what they want to expand. And I don't think a senior vice president would be making a post once a week if that was not important, number one. Number two, they just launched something called creator mode. And that is rolling out to every single person's profile. And can I just be excited and show you? But okay, I have to tell you, if you're spending longer than three minutes on your hashtag strategy on LinkedIn, you're doing it wrong though. So let me explain why. Just pick your top five visible. I want to be visible in these hashtags and use them over and over and over again. And here's why. Showing up consistently to the same following of the same hashtag audience is more powerful than jacking your hashtags all around trying to choose I don't know. And you're spending all this time on this thing that you're like, I want to get visibility. You're better off getting visibility within a following of a thousand people following a hashtag CRE. I don't know. Let me just show you my screen. How about that? Do we have time? Or am I yeah, going we, over time? 
Yeah, I mean, w- w- I want to get the, the the main questions done, and then we could show that as well. I just wanna, okay, I cool. Just wanna make sure that we we keep everyone online and. But uh, hashtags are powerful. If I haven't convinced you, then come back, circle back into my life, because I've been basically documenting and coming up with a summary of all the top real estate hashtags. That when I say top, they're niche and they're actually less than ten thousand followers, more than a thousand because that is your sweet spot. If you got a thousand people to like and comment on your post, I'm pretty sure every single person here would be like, I'd take it, I'd take it. So stop trying to get visibility in these 1.5 million following of a hashtag because you're just gonna be a tiny little blip on that hashtag. I want you to be consistently the expert within hashtag CRE expert and yeah. Let's, we'll move on, but freaking, if you can't tell, I'm passionate about that subject because it works. It really, really works. Of course, yeah. So (laughs) one thing, uh, Hannah had a question. She said, uh, she's keeping stats on LinkedIn posts for multiple accounts. How long should we wait to pull data? In the past, it was a week, but now I'm seeing three plus weeks. I have it on my calendar reminding me to grab data from the accounts I work with every three months. So it does not have to be very often. You lose the data unless you have some type of online software like Shield Analytics captures LinkedIn data. I guess I'm giving them a shout out, but Shield Analytics, if you purchase them, they have... um, you know what I mean? Like they just capture your data and you just move on with your life. Or I put a reminder on my calendar every three months to check my data. You lose your data. The key is you lose your data on LinkedIn after 180 days. If you don't have any way of capturing it, you lose your data after 180 days. You lose your views. You lose how many people shared your post. You lose, you just don't know what happened with your post, what kind of visibility it got. So. And Kelly, the potty princess, that's awesome. So it's Kelly. awesome to see that. Yeah. So she's, she said back and she started using the hashtag in 2019. And those two things combined with that elevated my brand in an incredible way. So kind of a testimonial to hashtags, right? That's awesome. Yeah. Having your own personal hashtag, I guess. Yeah. Having, oh, there's so many things, but basically you only have two buckets for your hashtag one personal hashtag. I call the potty princess a personal hashtag because it's, even if it's a brand hashtag, hashtag, um, who have I already mentioned? Um, Hashtag Tesla, hashtag Forbes. Those are brand, or I have, I put mine up, uh, the potty princess inspired me. I have hashtag Fox Rocks. Raphael, you have to do your uh, hashtag CRE rock stars. But we, having that personal hashtag is powerful even if you have zero followers. And the reason why is it allows you to start to catalog your own content and start building a bigger voice for yourself. It, I, yeah, there's, that's a whole like micro or macro class in itself of why a personal hashtag and branding yourself for the long term. So Fox Rocks is almost gonna be at a thousand followers, which blows my mind. But that means a thousand people want to see each time I post. And that is more likely and makes it way easier for me to get hundreds of likes and comments because I've over time spent time focusing on building that hashtag, which means I don't have to work for visibility very hard. Hard is in air quotes. Um, 
And yeah, the other bucket is I want to get visibility in a niche hashtag or a bigger hashtag, hashtag real estate. I want to be seen in this big hashtag field. That's the other bucket. So, okay. Definitely. I'm going to stop talking about hashtags. <laughs> oh, so, so great question. And, and the, the same thing with hashtags, it's essentially like subscribing to the posts that you are, you're going to be posting. So it'll come up in your feed on a regular basis. So yeah. Awesome. So where okay, I'm going to share my screen so yeah, you guys go ahead. can see. And, and where, where can you follow hashtags? I guess you'll probably explain it too. Yeah, again, why don't we just go on LinkedIn, hang out yeah, on there. Yeah, sure. So, and again, for those of you guys, I understand we want to keep it relatively tight for the hour. So if you guys want to stick around to, to learn a little bit more about hashtags, we definitely uh, would allow you guys to. It's, feel free I was going to gonna so. say I'm glad to connect with everyone. Mm -hmm. And I was going to put um, my WW LinkedIn you know, the whole address, of yeah. course you guys are on there, but in, so that way we can connect with each other. Did oh, that sure. work? And, that didn't create like a hyperlink. And, and what I, what I'm going to be doing too, is since this is going to be recorded, uh, ah. we're going to actually have a video of this and I'll be posting all in the description. Uh, I'll have, you know, your, your LinkedIn profile. I'll have whatever else you want me to provide. I'll be happy to put it on the description page. And obviously in the LinkedIn group, if you follow commercial real estate, one-on-one meetup, that is something that you can uh, check out as well. It will be available on that. So, well, if everyone wants to stick around, I'm going to give you your what I call my fast action tips for traction. That's a very mouthful fast action tips for traction. Um, so, yes, if you either want to, if you don't have time to stay, you can come back and just scroll forward to this part and be like, I want the fast action tips for traction. Again, I'm going to say that like 20 times fast. So, I'm going to share my screen. I don't know what you're going to see. You're going to see a Zoom post right there, a Zoom page right there. So let's go to the fast action tips for traction. Of course, I've got to put like an aggressive picture of myself. I will pounce on you like a fox if you don't take these actions. Uh, for some reason, we're starting with number two. I don't know why, but I must need to update my little, uh, my little when does it show up? But I'm just keeping you on your toes. That's the point. Add a link to your feature section. It could just be highlighting a recent post. Oh, there's the record your say your name feature. I can show you that really, really quick. That should take you max five minutes. I recorded mine in my closet because that was the only place I could get quiet time in my home away from dog, kid, noise, everything. So yes, it should take you less than five minutes. Add a link to your featured section. What's the next one? Uh, make a LinkedIn story. See, we didn't go over all these, but if you, if you feel like you don't quite know what to do yet, just pick one of these because you're going to get traction or comment on a post. Somebody here right now, you can pick one of these and you will get fast action traction. So, and then I, I do have like follow your hashtag because hello, I want more followers, but this has even grown since I took these screenshots, which I'm very excited but let me show you where to get, oh, do you want to take a screenshot? Anyone that wants to be like, yeah, if you do these things, you start to show LinkedIn, you're using your profile, which they love. They actually love you using all the parts of your profile. And that actually gets you what I say is like your all-star. If you use all the parts of your profile, LinkedIn shows your posts more. It's been a proven fact. I will just say it again use all the parts of your LinkedIn profile and LinkedIn will show your content to more people because 
they want your profile to be complete before they show your posts out publicly to the world. Because the number one place people go after they see your post is your profile. So use all the parts. Um, and LinkedIn stories is more powerful than people think. I've had people argue with me and I'm like, well, you're just not doing it right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, it can be really powerful. You have to use it with, you can't have an opinion unless you use it basically. So you got to start there, make a LinkedIn story, take a screenshot of this, be like, I saw this LinkedIn uh, event. I will go like and comment, especially if you tag and put the little at symbol and tag me. So, but I probably blew your mind with this slide, but just pick one of them which is follow my hashtag. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm going to show you. So let's go over to the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn. So we've got, I'm going to just say, I'm going to my home screen because that's mostly where people start. Remember I told you the LinkedIn news, if all you had time to do was consistently comment in the LinkedIn news and you can click show more and maybe there's something in here, best advice for the class of 2021. Those kind of posts can be an easy way for you to go. I could jump right into that, give some comment. And the reason why I tell you, if you turn a quality comment on the best advice you would give to class of 2021, and you turn that into your own post, most likely the LinkedIn news is highlighting conversations they want happening on the platform. So if you make a post that matches the LinkedIn news, you're actually going to get more traction on the platform because the LinkedIn platform is literally telling you what the platform wants to talk about. That was a lot of like meta platform. Okay. Do you want to find the hashtags? Yes. yes. Type in hashtag Fox rocks. It's really not a, more complicated than that. You have to put the little hashtag in front. That's it. Search bar, type in your hashtag. And then of course I'm following my own hashtag, but I unfollowed myself and now I'm following myself. <laughs> yeah. And that's a good, that's a good way to do research too on hashtags. Cause like you said, I mean, there's going to be hashtags out there that have a million, you know, followers that may not be something you want to target, but if you can find ones that are, you know, a little bit more competitive. And the power is when somebody like Katrina sees you go live on LinkedIn, she made this really cool visual. Remember I told you she made this um, really cool drawing. She drew this. And so she correctly, I will be a little aggressive with that. When you use somebody's personal hashtag, you want to be, if, if I'm going to post about Kelly, I should be talking about Kelly. I mean, I should not just be randomly showing up on her hashtag, like, please look at my next LinkedIn post just because Kelly has a hashtag. So she literally said with Judy Fox, and then she correctly used my hashtag right here. So, which is really, really cool. And then that I was think awesome. that was, yeah. Awesome so I got featured in a top 20 business coaches in Richmond, Virginia, woo -woo, uh, like a week ago, which I don't know. That's amazing when you get featured somewhere. Right. So the fact that somebody made a post about me getting featured she correctly then says hashtag Fox rocks and then Mary has her hashtag. So, but there's so much power in growing your own hashtag. The conversation can go beyond you just posting about yourself. So, okay. I, I will stop talking about hashtags forever, but wait, there was something else on hashtags. I'm sure. Oh, I'm going to show you another fun little hack. 
I could talk about things all the time. I added this Chrome extension on my Chrome. I don't know what to call it. It's called um, LinkedIn. What is it called again? It's called, if I hover over it, LinkedIn hashtags. That's all that it's called. And so if I scroll over people's posts, there's 1,073 1, followers of sketch notes. Woo woo, my following. And of her personal, uh, a personal hashtag, I don't think that's hers. It's Stephanie's personal hashtag 230. So let's go to Raphael. We're putting you in the hot seat. Because you have a personal hashtag. We should be growing that. Right? Have mm. you seen how many followers you have on your hashtag? It's been a while. Yeah. I, I didn't use it this time around. I should have used what? it in the, in the post. I know. She gets on top of me too. So. I know. People want to see what you have to say. So where are we going to scroll to? Let's well, just, you, just, just go up and, and I, it's been a while since I've used it just recently. I, I kind of fall, fallen off, but I, I do need to get back into just putting Siri rockstar. See, so there's like, oh, you can see the followers too. I didn't know. Yes. That's what's so cool about this new, um, this new Chrome extension called LinkedIn hashtags. I can hover over hashtags and see what their following is. And then I that's started awesome. keeping a spreadsheet because hello, I'm an engineer. So I have a spreadsheet that is collected over, I think 2000 hashtags now. So you don't have to do the research to just say, what are your top five? And you, like I said, pick ones and I'm going to get on you again, pick ones that are less like which yeah. one investing is too huge for, is yeah. that 14 million followers? 1.1.4, I think it was. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. And if you think about it, you'll just be a tiny little blip in that hashtag. Whereas you're more likely to get long-term if I go over to my posts um, and really quick, this is, look, you can put a, a video right there now. Isn't that cool? Like that's the new oh, creator nice, mode. And you get to highlight your hashtags right here. So LinkedIn will start to highlight you inside the top five hashtags that you pick. So that's why I keep telling you, pick five hashtags, use the same ones because LinkedIn's literally telling you to use the same hashtags. So, and they are getting you visibility. I feel like there's something else I'm missing to say. Oh, I was gonna go to Instagram and just show you how I was able to grow my hashtag even more recently was because you can grab your links. So if I go to my link, my Instagram profile, I get my featured, my uh, whatever I call it, see, it has a direct link. I only have three. I have, I'm, jo I'm doing a next group coaching, which is for creator mode. I feel like anyone that wants to become a LinkedIn content creator, that's gonna be my next group coaching launching in July. Yes, this is a pitch, but I hope I have earned it. Mm -hmm. um, I do have a VIP apply to work with me because I think I'm pretty, pretty cool. And I put my hashtags. So I don't actually send you a ton of places. I assume that by the time you get here, you're like, yeah, I'll either follow her hashtag, want to work with her one-on-one, -on -one, or I'll join her wait list for her next group coaching. So there you go. And then you can just click on that link and it'll send you right to follow my hashtag. Yep. So you can just grab this link right up here. So what does Kelly want to be in the hot seat? She's like, no, shake your head. Yes or no. Oh, she's giving me a thumbs up. The potty. What was it again? Princess. Princess. Let's see if I know how to spell. 
You have four. I'm going to follow you. Is this you? Did I get it right? There you are. I'm following. She has five followers, but look how she can grab. That's her URL. So see how I was able to go like this and turn it into a link that people can then go follow me further. So I can send people directly to my LinkedIn profile right here, or I send them, it's like I create a sandwich of either I'm gonna get you here, I'm gonna get you, <laughs> sounds aggressive. I'm gonna pounce on you here and you're gonna come to my LinkedIn profile or you're gonna follow my hashtag. And that's a huge reason why I got all the way up to about a thousand followers because I kept positioning people to follow my profile or follow my hashtag to grow visibility. It's always about visibility. If we don't know you exist, we can't work with you. So, and that's what I'm ending with, mic drop. <laughs> Awesome. Well, first off, thank you so much, Judy, for stopping by. I mean, I know we all appreciate your, your time. Um, I guess if, if people wanted to get in contact with you or, you know, learn a little bit more about you and what you do, how, how can people reach out to you? All those ways. I'm just kidding. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, the best way is to start with my website, J-U-D-I. The key is J-U-D-I, F-O-X.com is my website. So you should have the link to apply and just to check out and see really fun random pictures of me wearing fox ears so if you want to see all the random <laughs> photos i have of me wearing ears that's the place to go judifox.com i'm having way too much fun everyone so. you, you should start like a like a you should start selling it on your website that would be another the fox ears yeah i, would I know they're so much fun i don't yeah. know they just they change the whole energy and they make you taller so Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Judy. Really appreciate your time. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, like I said, this will be recorded so you guys can check this out into perpetuity. And uh, if you don't, if you haven't already, be sure to like and subscribe. It's always helpful uh, to make sure that more and more people can hear this message. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Thank you, everyone. Great seeing you all. See you next time.